Welcome to the Clio for Teachers and Teams podcast. In this podcast, I share practical tips and tricks for implementing Clio into your organization, within your school, or in your lesson. My name is Patrick de Boer, and I'm a Clio teacher from the Netherlands, as well as a Clio teacher trainer and coach. And in this podcast, I'd like to share my ideas and experiences with you in order to get Clio on top of your mind. Have fun listening. All right, here we go. Another episode of the Clio for Teachers and Teams podcast. And um, in this podcast, I want to share with you an experience I had last week with my kids in a playground. I know, I know this sounds a little odd, but I always like to share some personal stories as well. Um, after all, I'm only human. Um, and I will link it to a Clio lesson, definitely. Um, because, well, there, there are so many things that, that, that I think I took away from this lesson for a Clio lesson. Um, before that, I want to share that I'm going to host a webinar uh, this week, three times, three different times. I'm going to do that more often, uh, at least that's the planning. Um, and, and in this webinar, I want to share um, how I can help you prepare a clue lesson um, um, in four steps. And I've shared these ideas before, but um, I do want to mention that I, well, updated this version. It's like a new version of a training I did before. Um, and there's just a lot of things that I want to share. And this podcast, this episode, I also want to share a bit about that webinar. But more on that at the end of this episode. Let's dive in into this very in this into this episode related to well the kids' playground, if you will. Um, the title of this episode is "You Did Your Best," and it has everything to do with the fact that last week we went to a playground with my kids, and I've got three kids. Maybe you already know that um, one aged one, one aged and one aged seven um, and, and finding a place for all of them to have a good time can be a bit of a challenge let's just say they have different interests um, which do not always align with our interest especially when they decide to start fighting again um, we however have a few spots that we know work really well and this was a playground we knew, okay, there's, you know, uh, lots of things you can climb in. So that's good for the oldest one. There is a play castle where you can climb into and then fool around with. And that, that, that's what the middle one really likes. And for the youngest one, there is uh, some sand and we do some things with it. And there's just some small swings. So we thought, well, he's got really going to like that. It's the first time he's going to be there. At least, you know, in a way that he can do something with those things there. We went there, everything went great. The oldest kids went off, uh, running off immediately, only to come back when they were hungry. And um, the youngest one, I took him to, um, well, the sand and and, and, we, and, and the, the things that we brought with us. And I started playing with, the, uh, with, with the, the things that we brought. And it took me about two minutes to find out he was really bored. He didn't want to do what I had planned. Okay, plan B, let's go to the swings. I put him on the swings. We, we, I, we, I pushed him a couple of times and he looked at me like, okay, is this it? And he really didn't want to sit still, etc. Okay, plan C. Well, I didn't have a plan C. So we went back to the bench we were sitting at and I just put him there for a moment while I was packing something. And then he found some wooden sticks. And those wooden sticks, he pushed through the bench, the holes in the bench. And he started laughing and he spent 30 minutes pushing wooden sticks through the holes in the bench. Let's just say not particularly what we had prepared for him to do during this uh, session in the playground. 
and that is perfectly fine. Although I have to say I felt a bit of a disappointment there. You know, we did our best gave him uh, options and then he decided to make his own choices and um, choose one thing that we did not prepare. The kid is one and already has an opinion of his own. Uh, and this obviously has a lot to do with, with a clear lesson. At least that's what I think. Um, if you compare this with things that happen in class, there's a couple of things that I want to, to share with you. First of all, um, don't spend too much time preparing things because you can prepare a lot of things in your lesson, you know, implement scaffolding, accommodate and differentiation, activate prior knowledge, make sure everyone is engaged, all of those things. And it might take a lot of time as well to actually make sure this um, is all planned in your lesson. And then you spend a lot of time going over all of those details only to realize once you start teaching, things don't always go as planned. And that's why I try to focus on the things that matter most. I don't know if you know the Pareto principle or it's also known as the 80-20 rule. It basically means 80% of the results come from 20% of the causes. So 20% of the things you do in class have 80% effect on your students. In my case, I try to focus on that 20% that has the most impact. This might be really effective learning objectives, or this might be um, um, activities that I know um, are very engaging. But I also try to focus on making sure that my time allocated to do all of this is limited. I always try to come up with, with as things that require as little preparation time as possible and really focus on that 20%. Of course, I could spend, I don't know, one or two hours on preparing my lessons and really focus on all the details. Um, apart from the fact that I don't have that time, I also found that it doesn't always have the desired effect on the students. All right, second thing that I want to say about this, things don't always go as planned. Um, again, this is something you probably know already, uh, especially when you just started teaching, you know, you might have studied to prepare lessons and things go off and that's tricky and you need to improvise and you know, that that's hard, but it doesn't just apply to teachers who just start out. I've also had a lot of discussions with, with teachers who have been teaching for quite a while and start implementing clear activities and then saying it, they felt it wasn't good enough because things don't go, always go as planned because they had prepared some things that were really, you know, fun and clear and, you know, they didn't go the way that they thought of. And often it's only small, it's only small tweaks that can have a huge impact there. For example, I observed lesson once and a teacher had a rather, or a really clear instruction of what students had to do, really clear task but the students didn't do it, or at least didn't start doing it. And at the end of the lesson, he, he said to me, well, I don't know why they didn't do it, because you know what, it was a focus on language, and it was a nice task, etc." And the only thing that I then asked him was, okay, and how did you make sure the students knew what to do? Well, I told them, okay, and what if they had missed that one moment of instruction, because there was no visualization whatsoever. Um, and he also didn't check if all students knew what to do. Those were those small tweaks can have huge impact because the task was great. It was clear if you if you know if you want to define clear in a way, but it was a clear task. There were there was engagement going on. He had really thought about scaffolding there, but he had just had not thought about making sure that the instruction was really clear. It can be those small things. So. And this was something he had not planned. 
because he spent so much time on the task itself, he didn't really think about the instructions. So there you go. I'm, I'm just saying that things don't always go as planned and sometimes a small tweak can help, but it's okay if things don't go off track every now and then. Um, also because, and um, you might not agree with me on that, but I also go off track a lot of times in class when I talk about my personal life. I don't share all the details, of course, but my students know that I have three kids and I like talking about them just like I do on this podcast. Um, in a way, it makes me human, if you will, but it also is just helps to, well, create a bit, bit, bit more of a relaxed atmosphere. Um, and I never plan for those conversations, of course. And the same is the case if something happens in class that you didn't plan for, a student who comes in almost crying or something happens on the corridor, you need to improvise there. You never planned that, but it might take 10, 15, 20 minutes of your lesson. Um, my point is, don't fret it when things don't go as planned and see how you, know, you can improvise and make things work. Just like I did with, with my kid with his, when he decided not to do what I thought would be fun. And the third thing and last thing that I want to share about is that I take away as a lesson for myself is don't over plan things. I sometimes get the question of teachers, um, how many things do I need to do in my lesson that are clear to make it a clear lesson? I don't think there is a minimum amount of clear tasks you need to do. I also don't think that um, there is such a thing as the perfect clear lesson. I do think you need to prepare some things in advance, although you should limit the amount of time you uh, spent on that. Um, and I try to make sure that I always have a backup. So if things take not as long as I expect, I have a few activities or tasks that I can always do in lesson that make sure that um, um, students are still engaged. What I try not to do is over plan things because um, if I plan too many things and I need and I need to tick all of those boxes, I might get frustrated because it doesn't work because you know, sometimes students just take more time to complete a task and maybe I overestimate them or maybe I just underestimate the time that they need um, to complete the task. I always have only a few things planned and I improvise around that. Um, so I am flexible in a way and only plan for a couple of things, the bare minimum, and then I improvise along the way. And, um, you know, it helps if you have a few backup clear activities, a few backup ideas that you can use without preparation time to make sure that students actually keep uh, going and, and in the direction of your learning objectives. And that is something that I want to help you with as well. And that's what I already mentioned at the beginning of this episode. Um, during this week, I will host um, a, a series of webinars focused on this. Now, if you listen to this at a later moment, which is quite possible, of course. Um, um, just check my website um, because there might be more webinars coming up. Um, I, this is something that I plan to do monthly. Um, but as I just said, um, there is such a thing as a plan and things that might go in a different direction. But for now, I plan to do this uh, on a monthly basis. So you will probably be able to find this webinar somewhere. Um, just go to clearmedia.com slash webinar. That's why you can find the information on the webinar as well as um, um, sign, being able to sign up for free. In this webinar, I will share um, a clear step-by-step -step plan you can use to prepare any clear lesson and activities you can use without preparation time to accommodate for them. So I really will, will, will help you go through a clear lesson step-by-step. -step. Um, 
if you are not living in my time zone, just check out you know the website as well because I'm going to do it at different times to accommodate for those different time zones. Um, and I want to give you that feeling that you can teach Clio confidently, and that's actually a title of the webinar, you know, with the alliteration going on there. Um, because I see a lot of teachers who, are, who just basically struggle with the feeling of, is it good enough? And I want to give them the confidence that if you do this, if you follow these steps, which are really easy, and I use them all the time, then you can teach Khalil in a confident way. All right, that's it for, for this episode. I hope you enjoyed me sharing my um, thoughts on, on, on lesson preps. And also, I hope to see you live during one of the webinars because you know it's great to actually to that you listen to this but i would also really appreciate getting in touch and seeing what i can do to help you out with your clear lessons see you hopefully during the webinar or another moment and um enjoy the next episode